Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. everyone welcome back to culture vulture your bona fide favorite pop culture podcast and we're not on the road anymore live and it feels amazing it feels fucking good loose oh my god I, i'm not gonna lie though last week not to guess us up right off the bat but last week's episode not to guess the- us up right off the bat your bona fide favorite <laughs> podcast in the whole fucking world not to anyway. guess us up twice right off the bat but the <laughs> podcast we did in the camper van i have not that i've listened to it back but when we were doing it, either we were slightly cray. I think we were because or it we, was really good. Honestly, we had like what an hour gap between like events. events that day events, we events. had five events or something. We've and already then talked we were about just, it. Yeah, squished it all in. The sound quality was probably oh, shit. Yeah. So Sorry, anyway, Ruby, but um, anyway, we're back in the studio. Feels amazing. We're coming at you with some some BTS chat. We are. Some military chat. Mm. Unique. That should be on the shit Unique show, Unique culture vulture, but, you know, BTS, K-pop, fandoms, all intertwined. Yes. But first, Liv, we should probably talk about what describes our week. We absolutely should. What describes my week is pretty boring, but, like, Sunday core, like, TikTok oh, yeah. Sunday core, um, reset, recuperating. Yes. I'm really talking about... Reset. I'm talking about the weekend. Yes. I'm talking about... We had a long weekend here in Aotearoa, which was fantastic. It sucked for me, but we'll get oh, to yeah. that. Oh, we'll yeah. It really that. sucked for Luce. It was great for me. I put up a gallery wall. I properly cleaned my room, like, you know, with the spray and yeah. cleaned my mirrors. All of that good shit got my life organized. And now I'm feeling fresh and ready to go after a jam-packed roadie. Yeah. So feeling good. Luce, I think your weekend was a little different to mine. Honestly, and it is dramatic, but my weekend sucked because came back from the roadie obviously exhausted but also on a bit of a high Mm. straight back Friday night got in got home at like 9 p.m and then the rest of the weekend was just moving out so my I think I've used this before but my what describes my week is Billy Joel's song moving out which is also like one of my favorite songs of all time yeah and it's kind of hilarious that you can use that more than once Like in the last few months, like what? Do you like, where mean? else did I move? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, maybe I haven't used it before. The listeners will actually not. No, I think you. you have. You definitely yeah. have. Um, so anyway, I'm not gonna bang on about it. I say before I probably go on like a 30 minute <laughs> monologue about it. No, but you know when you're moving out, and it's fine when it's just you and your mm-hmm. room, and it's your things, and you're leaving. And one of my biggest pet peeves is having to be in charge of or being, like, people relying on you to look after shit that's not yours. Like, Mm. I like to have 
my own things sorted out and like the things in the flat. So yeah. we were moving out of our whole house, which I've never done before, moved an entire house. I've always just did rooms. True. In Church Street, it was sort of Church Street, we did it bit by bit. Yeah. They're acting like they know what Church No, Church Street Street's is. me and Liv's old uni flat. It's like 660, but for us. Yeah. 660 Castle Street is our 4D, 5D, 5D, 5D Church, Church Street. Street. Um, and that was like, we didn't have much shit either. It was a tiny apartment. But this one is like, Hayden and Tom, the two boys in our flat, just had shit all over the house, right? Mm. They have their PCs. They have every, like, VR fucking metaverse thing you could ever imagine. So, like, golfs, fishing stuff, camping stuff, like, skateboards, tennis All stuff, the activities. All the activities that, honestly, was probably used, except for the gaming stuff, used, like, once or mm. twice. And so Flo and I – sorry, this is a bit of a rant. Flo and I had, like – Packed up our stuff. I'd done it before we went on the roadie. Yeah. I'd grabbed all my stuff from the kitchen, my monitors, everything from upstairs so that I could move it out into a storage unit because, as you've all heard, because you all read the newsletter, no one has rented, no one has accepted me, Flo and Hayden, to have a home. And now Lucy is a walking storage unit advocate. Billboard, everything, fucking podcast in my ear, storage (laughs) unit, storage unit, storage unit. Flo told me to get to, because I've moved in with Ruby and Liv just for the next few weeks while I'm trying to find a house, and Flo was like, you need to tell Liv about storage (laughs) units, because we spent the whole weekend in and out of the storage unit, so easy, so clean, like huge elevators, lots of trolleys to play on. Yeah, (laughs) what is this? Lots of trolleys to play (laughs) on things. Huge trolleys. Why do you want to play? You know, like, you're not meant to, but on the way down when it's empty, like, pushing each other. I don't know. It was really... It's just a fun experience all round. It was really just trying to find the best in, like, what was a really annoying weekend. Mm. So anyway, the boys were actually amazing. Obviously, they were moving all this shit and doing all the heavy stuff. They just had a lot of it. They just had so much stuff. And, like, your house is big. Yeah. And, like, an old house where, like, cobwebs and shit, Yeah, like, they... uh, everywhere. Yeah. It was mm. just a lot. And I think because we had the long weekend and it dragged out over three days. And I was seeing everyone like in the sun, going for walks, having drinks in the sun, going to the beach. It was like the first weekend where it felt like summer. And that was the first time. You know how I don't get FOMO? Yeah. That was the first time, like in a while, that I properly got FOMO. Oh, no. Did you get FOMO of us going to the market? No. Oh. Because, oh, because I was moving my shit to a storage unit. Yeah. I can't buy anything. Yeah, my car's packed, so the storage true. unit's packed. Like, I'm living out of a suitcase for the, like, foreseeable. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my weekend. It was really good. And this is, Oh, my God. This nah, is like our so therapy. Fair. It is. It's like when these things happen, you just have to get it off your chest. Because moving, especially moving out, I find yeah. is the most frustrating thing. Moving in to me, yeah, I really like. Because it's fun. like fresh start. You're finding your new furniture, you're like interior decorating, but moving out fucking sucks. I do agree. When you have nowhere to move into. So you know you're about to do this all again. Like out of the street unit and so Fuck my actual life. Fuck your life, Lucy. Someone give me a house. I mean, listen to this. And you can hear the desperation in my voice, which I can hear, and it's embarrassing. Please. You're finding it more difficult than we did in uni when we had no flatting experience. That's what Flo said. It's wild. Like we aren't students, we can pay rent. Yeah. We have, you know, like you have great references. We've got credentials coming through the roof. <laughs> Honestly, um, so and we take really good care of the houses that we live in. So landlords, if you're out there listening, give us a house. But anyway, Liv, I'm going to start off with a wee naughty or nice. Please do. Um, 
First of all, actually, this can be naughty or nice. Have you listened to Midnights by Taylor Swift? I have listened to it. Okay. I was listening to it and I was doing other things and I was sort of zoning yeah. in and out, so I don't feel like I can fully give an opinion yeah. yet. That's fine because I feel like I'm still making my opinion, but I yeah. did want to bring it up because Taylor Swift. Of love course. her. Now, this was... There's actually a line in, in Antihero, very mm. popular line already, that's like, I'm the problem, it's me. And yeah. with this album, I think it's a good album, but I think it's not for me. Like, okay. I think I'm the problem because I love her country stuff. I love Red. Yeah. I love Fearless Speak Now. I love Folklore and Evermore. I loved Folklore and Evermore. This is nothing like any of them. Yeah. This is like the people that love Lover and Reputation and yes. 1989. Yeah. And so... I can see that this is an album that people will adore. It's not her best, but it's like there's some bangers on there. Midnight Rain is fucking incredible. Yeah. But for me, it's not like my. It's not your. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Vibe. So, Luce, what's the kind of... I haven't really been looking online about how people are receiving it. What's the vibe? So, the internet is loving it. And okay. and Taylor Swift, like, she's the queen of build-ups. Yeah. It has bops on it. Like, Karma is so fucking good. Some of the songs on it are so, so, so good. Like It's an amazing album. Yeah. Just as a side note, I think it's hard for me because I've just come in, like, to a 1975 obsession. Mm. Like, your full-blown obsession and their latest album being funny in a foreign language I think is like the album of the year like it's fucking incredible so then for, I wanted to be listening to that rather than right and so, so it again, almost I'm felt like a chore to listen to yes. yeah, yeah yeah totally I actually listened to funny in a foreign language yeah. on the flight coming back from the roadie yeah and really good but again like I I'm someone like I need time yes. like yeah. I I really struggle to kind of like make an opinion straight away yeah um especially when I listen to an album straight through because you know when you first listen and it all just sounds the yes. same? That's what I'm finding with both of these albums, oh, so I need to yeah. sit and soak it in. But Totally. And I think one last thing that I'll say that I got a lot of responses in the newsletter about this morning, and I just wanted to have a really quick chat about mm-hmm. it. Um, and content warning, um, I'm going to be talking about eating disorders and mental health. So mm-hmm. if you want to skip past like a minute, feel free to. But lots of people said to me um, – are you going to talk about Taylor being fat phobic in her anti-hero video? And so in the anti-hero music video, have you seen it? No, I did see it came up on YouTube, but yeah. Yeah, and I think there's been a lot of discourse about this one part in particular. One of the lines is, um, I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. Uh-huh. And it's like her, that's in the chorus. And it's her, essentially, I mean, I'm not going to put words in her mouth, but to me, the song is kind of, a lot of it's about how she grew up, like, not liking herself and she had an eating disorder and so there's a there's a part of the music video where she stands on a scale and like quite a cliched thing to do stands on a scale and it says fat and a lot of people I've seen have been bandwagoning on TikTok about how that's fat phobic and like 
again, I'm not the arbiter of truth on these things, but to me, if you have an eating disorder, that's an incredibly personal thing. It's about how you're seeing yourself. Mm -hmm. So for her to portray that in the music video like that is because that's how she saw herself when she looked in the mirror. It's not saying that her at the weight she is now or anything is fat by definition, but I think I've seen a lot of people online just coming for her about it and not seeing the personal side. Yeah, I agree. I think you like eating disorders are a big thing that happen to a lot of people yeah. and we should be able to discuss them through art and represent them. Yes. And I think that that is quite like that's misunderstanding the intention it's or not, maybe not even looking, like trying to not see her intention. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that you need to give people space to express things that aren't now the politically correct way of like viewing something because that's the thing. Like when you have an eating disorder, your brain is disordered, yes. like with how you view yourself and your body. So that's allowed to be expressed. You can't really come at someone. I mean, it's probably because she said the word fat. Yes. But it's like, Back when she was experiencing that, that's what the reality was of that day or, like, that was the way she was thinking. And that was probably how the tabloids were, like, describing her. Yeah. So that, you know, I, I imagine, like, I mean, I can't imagine them describing her like that, but the tabloids, you never fucking know. Yeah. And so that's what's ingrained in her head as when she was obviously feeling this way, something to be avoided. Yeah. It's not saying that, like, now she thinks whoa, that's the worst thing a person could possibly be. It's no. that, you know, she wrote this album through a bunch of different midnights in her life. We don't know the time this was written as well. And I agree with you. I was speaking to Rubes about this in the car on the way here, is that your art is for you to express yourself. Yes, it shouldn't be hurtful. But if you look at her intention, she's spoken in Miss Americana about her struggles with eating and how she's perceived. Mm. And Antihero is about, like, you know, feeling like, you're not the hero, you're the anti-hero, you're not, like, good enough or people want you to fail. Or And, like, maybe it's interesting to see that now, you know, back probably 10 years ago or when we were in high school, Luce, if that came, that shit was everywhere, right, mm. when you stood on the scale and it was like, yeah. you know, on you're, not, you're not good enough. Yeah. yeah, that whole Tumblr era. And, like, now the juxtaposition between how we're reacting to it in this day and age where body positivity is this huge thing, which is amazing um it's almost nice to feel like that's really uncomfortable because yeah. before we wouldn't have even we wouldn't have it. even thought about it we were like yeah like we care about whether we are fat yeah. or not like whereas now it's like we don't want to care anymore why are you putting this into the zeitgeist but it's still a valid thing because people struggle with it to this day you can't eradicate that and she obviously does yeah and then i mean it's i see a hundred percent where people that are upset by this are coming from mm. totally see it i just think if you dig one layer deeper and look at where taylor was yeah. coming from yeah that's the conversation sort of moves beyond TikTok. Yeah, I or think that's, that's quite a surface analysis, yeah. right? Like it's it's a very And it's going to get clicks and it's going to get views on TikTok and it's going to get comments. Yes, and it's this whole thing of like the social outcry of like these things that people haven't actually thought much about because it goes against the like social yeah. thought of yeah. this moment. Yeah, but I just wanted to touch on that because it really worries me sometimes when I see things going really, really viral mm. that – like, we come out of it and, like, can sort of see 
both past sides or see past or... that. But I just, you know, some young people are maybe just on TikTok and listening to this podcast. And it's like if we can offer maybe an explanation or a bit of an extra point of view, um, I just thought that might be helpful. But anyway, nice because it's a nice album and like nice for her that she's got something new. Yeah, and I'm excited to actually dive into it and yeah. hopefully get hooked. Oh my god, and there are some bangers. My next Naughty or Nice is actually really interesting and it goes from kind of naughty to nice. Okay. And I wrote about it in the newsletter today, so if you've read the newsletter, then it's not that new. But um Liv, do you know about the When We Were Young Festival? No. Do you remember we were going to cover it on Culture Vulture? It was the festival that everyone thought was going to be a scam, like another five. Oh my god! Festival. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the like Blink One Eight Two, yes, Green Day, the super grunge sort yeah, of like emo millennial poppy. thing. Yeah. yeah, and so that turns out it wasn't a scam. It t- got turned into a three day festival in Las Vegas that happened over the weekend with like these huge acts. Yeah, right? huge acts. Like it was going to be, I think, headlined by Paramore and Blink One Eight Two. Paramore dipped out and then Green Day took over, which would also be fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so over the weekend, yeah, that happened. And the first day of it, an hour before it started, it got cancelled or the first day got cancelled, I should say, because not because of like, you know, trendy fire fest things, but because of like high, high wind. Oh, okay. So, so uh, but it's like, for, for a festival that people already thought was giving Firefest, when I saw these headlines pop up and um, when I hadn't read through them properly, I was like, oh, fuck, it's another disaster. Yeah. But then I was like, no, only day one was cancelled and only because of high wind. And we're all about safety first. And- yeah, totally. But, but people are going to read this and as – as you said, like when you first read it, yeah. you like skim through it and you're like, haha, fuck, like yeah. that is a scam. And so people are probably going to think that even more now. I know. But, but a shame for the festival, but. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you've seen what the Woodstock documentary on Netflix or if you've been following what happened at Astro World, obviously safety first at festivals and they'll be hyper aware, the organisers of that. So fair enough that they cancelled, people got ref- refunds, whatever. Um, but then something really cool happened. So the bands that were meant to play that day, they ended up finding little venues or finding random venues around Las Vegas and doing pop-up shows that night and kind of like trying to do it so it was one and then you could go to the next and then the next. So Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and Hawthorne Heights put on a free concert in a casino for oh, anyone to go to. That's fucking sick. The All-American Rejects also had a free show at Soul Belly Barbecue. Um, a whole bunch of other people played a free show at a place called The Sand Dollar, Bring Me the Horizon, teamed up with Knocked Loose and Landon Barker. They did a show. And then all these other people like went to other bars and did these different shows. Some of them were like cheap ticket vibes. Some yeah. of them were free. And I just thought that is a nice part. That oh, is so fucking cool. That's so sick. I reckon like if I were ever in a famous band, that would be the coolest thing yes. to do is just like go around and have these tiny little venues you don't tell anyone yeah. and whoever has like been tipped off can come in. I think that's so fun yes. and like for free. That's so sick. Someone tweeted this, which I'm just going to read out because I really agree with it. Do people understand there's like 50 of today's greatest emo bands of all time scattered in Las Vegas right now? Quick quickly booking random pop-up intimate shows for tonight only and simply walking around with thousands of eager fans. My God, when we were young, Fest got better. It's like that is a cooler experience than being like fucking 
squished up in a mosh. Oh, 100%. Like, imagine if you were just walking past a bar and, like, there's fucking Blink-182. No, like, like, sorry, imagine. So Like, you're cool. walking past a casino or you're walking past somewhere, it gives you Hell's Playing by All American Rejects. It's free. You walk in, best night of your life. Literally. <laughs> so, oh. anyway, um, that was just kind of a nice story. That's a that really nice story. I felt That's like. And clearing awesome. up that when we were young, Fest isn't a scam. Yeah, what the fuck, everyone? Because that just blew the fuck up. Yeah, I know. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.